You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So imagine with me, uh, if you will, that you are stuck in the middle of a desert. As far as you can see, there's only sand. It is the middle of the day. The sun is shining down on you. You are hot. You are tired. You are thirsty. You're probably dehydrated. Your mind starts playing tricks on you, and as you look out just a little ways away, you see something glinting in the sun, and so you, you, you crawl your way over, and you pull out a golden lamp. And as you start to to clean off the lamp, a genie pops out. What's the first thing that you ask from the genie? Wrong. What? More wishes, right? There's only one thing that can be the first wish is for more wishes. And then, water. And then to be, like, taken to safety out of the desert. And then you get home and you're rehydrated. And then you, what, ask for more, more money? More fame? More power? More? More, more, you get, you get towards the end of your more wishes, and so you ask for more wishes, right? And you, you keep asking for more and more and more. But as you look at the questions or the, the things that you would ask for from the genie, which, by the way, just so we're clear, don't exist. Right? Just make sure we, we got that covered, right? But, but the things that you ask for are to make up for what you don't have. Right? If you were sitting here today and a genie popped up in front of you, no one in their right mind would think, you know what, the first thing I'm going to do is ask for more water. Because right? you got it. Right? You, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be asking to, to get taken out of the desert because you're not in the desert. Right? And so, so the things that we ask for are, 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 are things to help make up for what we don't have or for what we have a lack of. And in our text today from, from Romans chapter 5, we see that, that we have a lack of something. Right? For a while we were still weak. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still weak. Right? The, if you, as you translate that Greek word weak, another, another way that you could translate that is while we were still powerless. And I don't mean like powerless to like we, you need to go work out more with Robert at CrossFit. Um, I mean, I do, but uh, not in terms of weakness in that way, not physical weakness, but not physical powerlessness, but, but powerless to live a godly life, powerless to, to do anything deserving of favor in God's eyes, right? While we were still powerless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So what is it that makes us Powerless. Well, Paul continues, God shows his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's our sinfulness that makes us powerless. It's our sinfulness that separates us 
from God and His holiness and His powerfulness. But again, both while we were powerless or while we were still sinners, Christ died for us for a purpose. Right? And after Christ died and rose again, he spent 40 days on this earth. And then as he got ready to ascend into heaven, he's, he promises something. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that power I give to you for a purpose. That then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Right, to put that into a little bit of context for us, instead of maybe using Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, right, in, in Fremont, in Nebraska, in the U.S., and to the ends of the earth. And so as, as the Spirit gives you power, right, He gives you power through His means of grace, right, the Spirit comes to you through the, through the waters of baptism, the Spirit comes to you through the, the hearing of His Word, through the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last night we got to experienced that at our six o'clock service when Milani was brought into the family through the waters of baptism when she was given power from the Spirit. So the question we want to consider today is then how do we use the power that God has given to us? As we are given that power, how do we use that power? Well, first we want to take a look at how Jesus used that power. And there's a story, uh, there's an account in, in Mark chapter 8 where, where Jesus and the disciples are walking and they're, they're on a journey and, 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 and as they're walking, Jesus asks them, he says, who do people say that I am? And the, the disciples responded, they said, well, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others think that you're one of the prophets. But then Jesus asked, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. As we look at this account in Mark, Mark is always trying to go from one thing to the next thing as fast as possible. He's trying to get the story out as fast as possible. So he doesn't always give us details that we wish we had. Uh, and so if we look at this same, this same account in, in, in Matthew, Matthew tells us how Jesus responded to Peter. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, on this confession, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you, <clears throat> I will give you the keys of, king, of, of, of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven." There we go. So, Jesus has some power, right? Jesus is the king of his kingdom, right? Talk about power. He is the Christ. He is the, the son of the living God. He is the king. And so the question is, what does Jesus do with all of power in heaven and on earth? We go back to Mark to continue this account where then Jesus began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things. And be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days rise again. Well, maybe, maybe Jesus is just talking to them in parables. No, he said this to them plainly. So we have a God who has all of the power in the world. We, we have someone who we think should set up his kingdom here on this earth. And he's talking about dying? Doesn't. 
It seems like if, if we have a king who has all the power that he should ride into Jerusalem and he should overthrow the corrupt Roman government and he should set up his kingdom here on this earth, that's what our powerful God should do. Maybe, maybe someone should go talk to him. Maybe someone should tell Jesus that his plan isn't the best plan, but we've got it covered. Thankfully, we have Peter, right? And so Peter took Jesus aside to rebuke him, to tell him that he had a bad plan. But turning and seeing his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but rather on the things of man. That's what Satan tries to do to us or for us, is to get us to set our eyes on things of man rather than the things of God. Jesus had all of the power in the world. Jesus has all of the power in the world. And how does he use that power? To die for you. To save you. To forgive you. To be broken for you. To love and to serve you. To, to wash your feet. To give you his power. Right? He has all the power in the world and he gives it to you. And so how are you using the power? that God has given to you? Are you using them for things of God? Right? Are you keeping your mind on the things of God or on the things of man? Are you using his power to further his kingdom or to further man's kingdom? Or am I using them to further Anthony's kingdom? And honestly, our, 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 our tendency is to be selfish. Right, when Luther, when he taught about the, the first commandment, he, he, he taught us what it is to have a God, and, and to have a God is to look to something, to someone, to some being as the, source, as the source of our ultimate good. And then Luther talked about how we like to curve in on ourselves, in curvatus s, to, to turn in on oneself, uh, to, to, to stare at our belly button, to look at ourselves as the source of all good. Right, so our tendency can, to be, can be to be selfish, to, to, to want to look to our needs rather than the kingdom of God. And so maybe this isn't a question that we want to ask because it just takes us down a negative spiral because maybe we haven't been doing a great job of that. So as we look into the future, maybe a different question we could ask, instead of how are you using the power that God has given to you, how can you use the power that God has given to you? One of the greatest ways to use the power that God has given to you is to forgive. While Jesus was hanging on the cross, with all the power in the world, God placed the sin, your sins on him. And as, as Jesus was hanging on that cross, he looked out and he saw the people who had physically put him on the cross, who were mocking him, who were spitting at him. And he looked out at them, and then he looked up the, to the Father and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Stephen, one of, the, one of the first people who was killed for his faith, he was the first who was killed for his faith in Jesus. He was, as people were throwing stones at him, as people were killing him, he looked up and saw a vision of heaven, and he cried out, Forgive them. So 
one of the most powerful things that we can do with the power that God has given to us is to forgive others. And another thing that we're called to do is to tell others about Jesus. In Acts chapter 1, when, when Jesus was telling them that they would receive power from the Spirit, he then follows up with that and says, as you're given that power, that has a purpose. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so we're called also to use that power to go tell people about Jesus and to tell him about the power that he wants to give to them, the spirit that he wants to give to them. Right? God gives us power to use for his kingdom. Also, we might want to ask, how can you use the, the time that God has given to you? How can, how can you use the abilities that God has given to you, the gifts that God has given to you? How can you use the, the resources that God has given to you? And we keep going back to that text in Romans, asking ourselves uh, or encouraging us to set our minds on the things of God rather than the things of men. These Wednesdays in Lent, we're going through the petitions of the Lord's Prayer. And we're looking at each one individually. And, and we have two petitions right towards the beginning that sometimes I think we wish we could change one word in there. Right? My will, or my kingdom come. My will be done. But that's not what we pray. And that's not the prayer that Jesus has given us, and it's not, it's, it's not setting our, our minds on the things of God, right? That prayer is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And so how can you use the, 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 the power that the, the Spirit has given to you? By setting your, thing, setting your mind on the things of God rather than the things of men, praying, thy will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen.